0: Hey, Working Moms, thanks for listening to the very first episodes of the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms podcast. A lot has changed since I recorded these episodes back in February 2021. And while the core principles of these first four episodes are highly valuable and relevant to you as a working mom, and I definitely recommend you listen in, I also want you to know that I have updated the work-life balance process that I teach here on this podcast. And if you'd like to listen to an updated version of the process, head on over to episode 60, where I walk you through the first step creating work-life balance. And then over the course of several weeks, I teach you the entire five-step process. Okay, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in and let's get back to the episode. Commitment is the missing link to creating balance. Most people have some sense of what they need to do in order to create balance. They're simply not doing it. And that is why commitment is so important because when you're committed, you follow through no matter what. This is the fourth of a four-part series and really the most important part because it's about taking action. You have to actually do something different if you're going to create balance in your life. And in this episode, I'm going to be breaking down commitment into four actionable parts and explain exactly what you need to be doing to achieve the ambitious and balanced life you desire. You ready? Let's get to it. Hey, ambitious working moms, I hope you are all doing well. I am so excited because all of my parents are now fully vaccinated, and this week I got to actually hug my mom for the first time in about 14 months. It was glorious. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the fourth C, which is the fourth component that creates balance, which is commitment. And I love that this beautiful moment that happened with my mom happened this week, right before I'm recording this podcast, because I think the pandemic has been such a great illustration of commitment. My parents and I were committed to all of us, but particularly to them, staying COVID-free. We were committed even though it was extremely uncomfortable. And that's what we're going to be talking a lot about in this episode, that commitment to a goal, or in this case, to a balanced life, often does not feel very comfortable. I saw my mom only a few times in the midst of this pandemic, where I would normally have seen her a dozen or more, And we never hugged and we never touched, even in the couple of times that we did see each other. It was very, very hard. I cried, she cried, everybody cried, but we were committed to the goal of keeping them safe. And now, before I go on and continue to talk about commitment and the role it plays in balance, I do want to say that this is the fourth of a four-part series about creating balance. And you don't have to have listened to the other three episodes in order to listen to this one now, but I do highly recommend going back and listening to the whole series. There are four components to balance. Confidence, clarity, a controlled mind, and lastly, commitment, which is what we're going to be talking about in a moment. Now, if you want to create balance in your life, then this is your roadmap to get there. Remember that balance is a feeling. It's not a perfect schedule or a completed to-do list or a certain amount of time spent with your family or even a certain amount of help you have around the house. Balance is something you feel. And I like to think about balance like a goal. Most people can wrap their brain around a goal like losing 10 pounds because it feels very tangible and attainable. You could break it down step-by-step. But balance feels a lot less linear, and so it's confusing. And the purpose behind this four-part series is to break down balance in such a way that it begins to feel tangible and attainable, just like losing weight. But just like when you have a goal to lose weight, it's not just knowing what it is you need to do that gets you to that end goal. Because most people know that if you want to lose weight, it's essentially just a combination of exercise and diet, right? You need to eat healthy and you need to move your body. It's, it's pretty simple. But even though our brains know this, it doesn't mean we actually do it. The knowledge of how to lose weight isn't the thing that gets us to that goal. And it's the same thing with balance. Simply knowing what balance is and how to create it doesn't mean you will attain it, And that is why we've added the fourth component to creating balance, which is commitment. Now, those that feel committed to losing 10 pounds will do it eventually. They may stop and start along the way, they may have to figure out what works for them and their body, but they will get there. Those that feel committed to having a balanced life will figure out how to get there as well. There may be some trial and error, but eventually it will happen. So just like any goal, it's gonna feel hard at times. If it didn't, then it likely wouldn't even be a goal to begin with because you will have already attained it. Goals are innately challenging. They're meant to push us towards things that we want, but they require effort. And let me just say that our brains, generally speaking, don't like effort. Our brains always want to do the things that are easiest. I remember after my daughter was born, and I did all of that work to really build up my belief in self and find clarity in what I wanted in my life and in my career, it still took me almost 11 months to actually execute my plan. I was afraid. I was afraid of failing. I was afraid of the unknown. I was afraid of getting it wrong. I was afraid of the impact it would all have on my family. I knew what I wanted. I wanted to leave corporate event management and go into coaching, which was in alignment with my values and my identity and my purpose and all of the self-discovery work I had done. But I wasn't yet committed to it. And I think for a lot of women, they experience this, where they kind of know what they should do. They should not be working after their baby goes to sleep. They should always make time for themselves. They should maybe go for a promotion or go work for a different company at times. And they feel really clear on it, but yet they haven't committed to it. They haven't decided to go all in. And so they feel stuck. But it's when we go all in that we actually start to make progress. It's when we commit to seeing the goal all the way through that we will start to see traction. So really, commitment is really all about action. In the first two components that we talked about in this series, we talked about confidence and clarity. In a lot of ways, these are kind of intrinsically focused. And then the third component that we talked about in the podcast is having a controlled mind, which is all about having a mindset that allows for balance. But that's also kind of intrinsically focused. This is the component that's about taking action. You're not going to magically create a balanced life if you don't change some things that you're doing. So I'm gonna be breaking down commitment into four actionable parts. The first part of commitment, the first action you need to be doing is to decide ahead of time your calendar. Literally calendar in all of the commitments, the meetings, the plans, the projects, the family meals, the workouts, the marriage time, all of it needs to fit into your calendar your brain cannot be confused about what you should be doing at any given time, and if you even can get it all done. You simply have to decide all of your commitments, you need to make a whole bunch of decisions, including what's important and what's not, and then stick them into your calendar. Now, what's very important when it comes to calendaring all of your commitments is to be calendaring the things that are not urgent. The family meals, playtime with your toddler, workouts, me time, marriage time, all of it needs to go into your calendar. Those things don't feel very urgent, and so we oftentimes don't put them into our calendar, but your brain needs to see them as being an important part of balance, and so you have to also calendar those in. They all have to fit. And the reason this is so important is that if you don't decide ahead of time what you're committing your time and your energy to, then you kind of leave it up to the moment and or you leave it up to the loudest commitment. Sometimes that's a project or a deadline or even a person that's the loudest. That is, generally speaking, the thing that we do first when we haven't decided ahead of time. Or we will often go to the thing that's easiest, even if it's not very important for us to do, like checking emails or answering certain emails and doing quick wins on our to-do list rather than the important tasks that we know we need to be getting done. So you have to decide ahead of time your commitments, put them all in your calendar. That is the first part of this step. The second thing you need to do is you need to expect discomfort. It's not going to be easy to stick to your calendar and your commitments, and you should expect that it's not always going to feel good. Just like It didn't really feel good for me to not get together with my mom and my family over the holidays, and it didn't feel good to just see her in passing and not give her a hug, right? None of that felt good. But being committed to the bigger goal was what was most important. And so the same is true here. Being committed to your bigger goal of balance is not always going to feel good. Now, I said this was going to be actionable, and it is, because when you expect discomfort, you won't allow yourself to jump to any conclusions about what that discomfort means. So for example, you're going to likely have to say no to more people in order to keep to your calendar. You're going to have to say no to meetings, to projects, to family members. It's not going to feel really good. But just because it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It doesn't mean people are disappointed in you. You can't jump to any of those conclusions. You have to be very actively fighting your brain against that. You're just going to need to expect that saying no and sticking to your calendar is just going to be uncomfortable. Now, the third thing you're going to need to do is to allow for creative problem solving. What I mean by this is ultimately that you are no longer going to allow for more time to be the solution to your problems. Instead, You're going to creatively problem solve in order to complete the tasks or projects in the time that you allot. Because here's what a lot of ambitious women do. They simply say, I'll just work on that when I get home tonight, or after I put the kids to sleep, or I'll just work through my workout time. Essentially, you're just allowing the solution to be more time. And when you're committed to balance, your solution can no longer be more time you have to start allowing for more creative problem solving in order to complete tasks and projects in a shorter period of time. Sometimes what I like to do is to imagine the deadline that I've given myself is almost like turning in an assignment to a teacher, where if I don't turn it in at the time that I say I'm going to turn it in, then I fail, I get a zero. If I'm not going to allow myself to fail, and I don't have the option of negotiating with the teacher on a different deadline, then I'm forcing myself to get creative about how I finish that project, or how I write it, or what I do, or sometimes I just decide that it can be less than perfect because turning it in is better than failing. I begin to problem solve how I can get to a desired result without putting in more time. This is a big part of creating balance. It's beginning to push your brain into different ways of thinking about your commitments and your time and your productivity so that you get more done in less time. The last part of commitment, the fourth part, is to evaluate. You're not gonna really know if you're making progress, if you're feeling more balanced, if you're living the life you wanna be living unless you stop and evaluate. I like to break down evaluation into simply three parts. And to be honest, this is exactly how my coach taught me to do this. What's going well, what's not going well, and what am I going to do differently? That's it. You have to start with what's going well because you need to get your brain into the positive space it needs to be in order to be objective about what you're going to be doing differently when you get to that part. So you start with just talking about what's going well. What are the things that you're doing? What are the ways that you're behaving or acting? The thoughts that you're having? The feelings that you're having? Name it all. Very important to name as much as possible about what's going well before heading into the second part, which is usually a lot easier for our brains to determine what's not going well. So then you can make a list about the things that aren't going well, the things that you're thinking or feeling or the things that you're doing that are not going well. And then lastly... Very important, what are you going to do differently next time? Or what are you going to do differently tomorrow or next week, whenever you decide to evaluate? And this almost becomes your to-do list, if you will, about creating balance. And a lot of times what's on that list of what I'm going to do differently has a lot to do with how you're going to calendar your time and your energy differently next time, right? It might look like allotting more time for things that are just taking more time, It may mean saying no to more meetings in order to create more time. Oftentimes, I have found that when you evaluate and get to the point of saying, what am I going to do differently, that has a really big impact on how you are going to choose to calendar your time and your commitments, which is the first part of commitment, right? That's what we talked about. So there's almost this circular nature to these four parts. You decide ahead of time your commitments, you expect that it's going to feel uncomfortable, You push yourself to creatively problem solve when things aren't going exactly the way you planned. And then lastly, you evaluate and you make changes to your calendar and your commitments in order to do better next time. Now, what I love so much about the fourth component about commitment is that it's often the missing piece to creating Balance. Remember, it's not that we don't usually know what we're supposed to do, it's that we just don't do it. It's that we're not committed enough to allow discomfort, to evaluate without judgment, and to push ourselves to creatively problem solve when necessary. Now, I know you ladies know how to be committed, you're ambitious, and part of being ambitious is committing yourself to bigger and higher goals. And balance is no different. Balance can be viewed just like any goal. It requires confidence, clarity, a controlled mind, and commitment. These are the four C's to creating a balanced life. Now, just as I reminded you earlier, balance Is a feeling. It's something found inside of your body. So you have to look inside of you if you're going to create it. And that's why each of these components were things that you are completely in control of. Because we don't want to be waiting on someone or something in order to create the ambitious and balanced life you want. So it's time to really take control of balance in your life. And if you missed any of the episodes in this series, I encourage you to go back and listen to them. I will link to them in the show notes. And we're gonna continue to talk about balance on this podcast and break it down into even more specific and actionable steps. So be sure to subscribe, be on the lookout for new weekly episodes that drop on Monday mornings. And ambitious and working moms, let's get to it. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking for more support, be sure to check out the Work Life Balance Formula, a free training to help you feel more confident in your career and fully present with your family. You can find that at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.net forward slash balance formula. And if you haven't already, please leave a rating and review, giving me your honest feedback. I'd love to hear what specifically you liked and if there are any topics you want me to cover in the future. Writing a review will take you less than 2 minutes and is one of the most helpful ways to spread this resource to other working moms. I thank you in advance and let's get to it moms.